Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elitists. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by ExoticLimo.com.au. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Beretta. Good day, Corey. Good to be back for another podcast. The season is fast approaching, and so we'll get this podcast moving nice and quickly onto the third member of the team. Welcome, Bonfire. Choo choo! That's right, brother. The Bombs Express is back, and uh, boy oh boy, today. Uh, well, we're only a few days out now, aren't we, boys? So um, let's get stuck right into this. And I believe we have some exciting news. So Corey, let us know what the exciting news, but also let us know where the listeners can hit us up on social media. Find us on Twitter at SC Elite, um, on Facebook, the iTunes Store, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. And that's it, Bombs. You've nailed it. We are here, and we are announcing our. Um, Elites and Exotic Limos versus the World League. Um, so basically, you had to write in or come up with a creative way as to why you should be in this league. We had 12 spots up to grab with some amazing prizes from the Exotic Limo um, boys. We will announce the league and then we'll, we'll announce some more exciting news from the Exotic Limo guys. They're just giving away um, prizes this year. Um, but if I drop your name now, you have to get into contact with us before Thursday morning to get into this league. If you don't, we're going up to our runners-up runners and uh, and we'll hit you up. So before Thursday morning, you have to make sure you're in the league. Um, and our first entrance into the league is uh, Abel Grant, who sent in a beautiful little mixtape, which was absolutely amazing. Loved it. Uh, oh, yeah, that was by far. I mean, all of us boys sat there and listened to it and we were like, yeah, he's in. So well done, Abel. Uh, Peter Legato. Russell Wilson, Tyler Reed, Adrian Bins, James Ashid, Simon Prouse, Luke Walker, Ross Martin, Paul Pastorino, uh, Alex Huawei, I think I said that right, uh, and Ned Smith. So, boys, hit us up. Send us um, a email or send us, hit us up on social media, on Twitter or Facebook. If we just read your name out, we will post them too. Um, congratulations, you guys made it in the Exotic Limo League. Uh, most of you with a, with a pretty catchy little write-up, um, but a couple of you, yeah, like Abel, who just went above and beyond and outside the box, which was absolutely amazing. Corey, yeah. I've got a question for you. Is there even a point in these guys entering the league? Because when there's the three of us <laughs> and the and the other three boys from exoticlimo.com.au, because from what I understand, they're fairly good at it too. There's no point in them even rocking up, is well, there? Well, a couple of these guys... Well, two of them will have the privilege of finishing seventh and eighth, so that, they'll take that, they'll take home right. hundred dollar gift cards while uh, well, we're well, just lapping it well, up in some limos. Yeah. So, look, yeah. they they can go there. Um, bit of controversy between you two, uh, potentially not taking each other in your limo rides, so that could be oh, very interesting. Yeah. At the end There's of the no day. potentially about that. It's just not happening. Are you still yeah. going the Ferrari <laughs> solo, brother? Yeah, that's that's the, happening, Corey. The only way Brett gets it. included, the only way Brett gets included in my package is if he's underneath the tires of the limo. That's the only <laughs> way. Uh, but but I'm not I'm not too sure whether that's going to be possible or not on the day because uh, the exotic limo boys have very very good morals from what I understand. <laughs> now 
Big thank you to the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. Not for only those prizes, but right now, head across to their Facebook page. Follow the links. They are running an AFL tipping competition this year with over $6,000 worth of prizes for the top 10 finishers. These guys just love giving things away. So your winner will get a 3 3K Ferrari limousine experience. So the Ferrari limo that we've got um, up for grabs. So the total the total value of that package is up to $3,000. The runner-up will go in the super-sized Hummer ride. Third place will get the Chevy Camaro, which that's what we cruised around in, boys, and that was absolutely amazing. Uh, mm. Fourth place will be the Pink Hummer. Fifth, the Dodge Nitro Limo. Um, and then from 6th to 10th, gift vouchers in all different avenues but guys get in it's free free to join just jump on straight across to their facebook page um and yeah we'll we'll retweet this not retweet we'll have this on facebook and we will retweet it on twitter uh for you on thursday now boys let's get into it it's fastly fastly rapidly approaching the season thursday can't wait for 6.30 just to see the, uh, the teams drop on Wednesday, first of all, um, and then Thursday to watch the the Tiggers and Carlton kick it off. But we need to talk structure and where we're at, what we condone, what we kind of are trying to avoid, um, and, and, the, and the lines we're running. So, Brett, I will start it off with you this week. How are you sitting down back currently? Um, I'm kind of the same as what I'm guessing you guys were, at least the last time I spoke to you. So we've, I've changed the two defenders down back. When I say two defenders, I mean two premium defenders. I don't know, um, I've only got two I'm, defenders altogether. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so two primos. I'm running the two primos and then all rookies. I'm not taking any mid-prices. I'm not taking Sicily um, in defence. Um, yeah, maybe I'll take the forward line. We'll see when we get to yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, we'll see about that. So yeah, that's my structure at the moment for my defence, just the two premiums and I think there's enough value um, all the way through with the rookies to uh, to run rookies towards the end. I'm the same. Bumps, I know you're the same, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. What right. about three primos down back, boys? Do we condone it? Well, I think that depends on uh, team selection. So what I like the idea of this year is uh, starting teams uh, to sort of have Dodie and uh, Finn Layson on bench. So depending on how many of those other more expensive rookies uh, kind of get named, that'll depend on how many... Uh, defender rookies I pick. So uh, assuming that you know Norton, Caulfield, O'Shea all kind of get selected, and and also Murray from the Pies, then um, I think you got to go with two because you've got to have all six of those uh, rookies if they're all named round one. Yep, I'm going the two right now, and it makes it a lot easier for me too because I do have Sicily up forward, um, the only mid pricer I've got to. And we'll, we'll have a chat about that later on. But if when it comes to trade time. If I need to go down, you know, say O'Shea's maxed out and there's a forward rookie coming up, I can just swing Sicily down back and pick up that forward rookie. So Sicily really complements that um, two-man down back really well. I, I don't have anything against a three-man as well. If you want to be safe and you and you think it looks better or structures up better or fits better, um, there are a couple that I do like. I just think there's a lot of value down back, and I think the primo forwards are a little bit safer than the primo defenders right now. Um you know, there's a couple that I'm... Yo worries me, and we've spoken about this heaps. Um, I think Simo or... Simo would be the one that I've always going to go a third that I'd probably be looking at if it wasn't putting Sicily down back there. Um, what about yeah. Lloyd? <laughs> well, we know after last podcast, he was in my team for about four seconds, and uh, yeah, we moved on from there. Brett, your thoughts on a three-man uh, back line? 
Uh, I think if you're confident in that third defender, so um, I know we're all. I'm logging in Yo and Led. I don't really trust Hibbert as much as you guys. I know you just don't trust Yo, so you'll run Led and Hibbert. If you have like pure confidence in a third, so if you're really confident in Lloyd, really confident in Alice Simpson's the other one. Um, there's a few others. If there's a third that you're super super confident in, um, absolutely run the three man defense. Just because we're not doing it doesn't mean. We're completely against it. We just like the value around better, and we think we can uh, build better teams ourselves doing and, it too. Yeah, you would have heard me credit Bonfer for this heaps of times, but you got to weigh it up as a playoff situation. What is it? Is it uh, hypothetically Norton and Billings versus Simpson and Stephenson? So weigh up that combo, which one you like better, and, and kind of structure it uh, around that. But I don't think there's anything you can go... You know, wrong with down back. What about four? I would completely know because too many rookies, too many good rookies that you'll probably want even on ground to run four. And I think you're going to be losing value if you run four. Well, the problem four right now premiums. too is I think Dodie would could be a perfect plug and play. Finlandson could be perfect plug and play. We've got Norton. We've got Murray. Um, I expect Caulfield to to get picked. Um, and O'Shea as well. And we'll, we'll have a chat on uh, Caulfield later in the podcast when we actually start talking uh, um, cash cows because I know there's a lot of people that aren't really really on him, probably except us. Um, but we'll move it on to the midfield. Bretta, again, we'll start with you. What what kind of structure are you running up in the guts? Um, at the moment, one, two, three, four, five, six premiums, but I'm counting Caniglio as a premium. I'm not sure if you oh guys are running. God. Oh, how can you not run Kanig? No, how can you call him a premium? No, that's because the guy's averaging 105. That's that's pretty much premium. You're running five and a mid. You want to call Brandon Allison all that trash a premium? Then how can you not call Canelio a premium? I'm going to score all of them. We got over 500k. No, you're a joke. Canelio is a beast. Yeah, so I'm running one, two, three, four, five. Running the big five and Canig. Canig's a beast. Pick him. He's so underpriced. And then I'm trying to get um, the two higher-priced rookies to round out the midfield. So I like Brayshaw. He's locked in. I really like Brody. Um, I'm trying to find a way to get him into my side, trying to find some cash. But at the moment, then I'm running the uh, the four rookies under that. So, yeah. You're Six deep five. midfield. That's including, with the... that's including Dangerfield right now? Yes. Yes, I am taking Dangerfield. Box, where are you season. at? Um, I'm at just five premium um, midfielders. Uh, and they're... Look, five's probably the cheapest one that I'm running at 597. So I'm looking at five at around 600 plus, including okay. Dangerfield. Um, and that's because I uh, I want to have two of those 180 odd type uh, midfielders. So I've got Brayshaw and Brody there as well. And I'll round it out with the four that look likely to certainly play uh, early games in, in Kelly, Banfield, Barry, and Holman. So I think with the big thing with my team is that. Um, I'll pick my rookies first and then I'll worry about where I can slot my premiums in later because the rookies is how we're going to get ourselves to uh, really good teams come finals. I'm very, very similar to you. Um, I've gone the five, uh, the big five again. Five is my lowest. Instead of Barry right now, I've actually gone the three big midfielders. Um, So the reason being is until I see some lights, so... Green playing, etc. I like the idea of having the three there now, and then I can go down rather than having to find the cash to go up. So I'm actually Brayshaw, Brody, who I've got massive wraps on, like Brett, and I can't believe he's only in eight percent of teams. And Davies Uniaki right now. Um, I'm quite, I'm quietly hoping Bra- uh, Barry doesn't get picked. I, Just well, quiet he, in the background. He will. 
I think oh, no. will. I think I'm, will I'm, just, I'm just hoping they just... I worry... Maybe I'm, I'm, in as well, I'm worried with Brody, and this is another thing that I'm... Um, I'm sorry, with Brady... Brady Barry. Barry. This is another Here thing we go. that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking. If I can go in with Davies Uniaki or uh, Paddy Dow into the season there, and Barry does come out and absolutely kill it, and Gray comes back in, and Barry still keeps his spot, it's a lot easier to go Davies Uniaki to Barry than the other way around. Then Barry, yeah. Yeah, yep. I feel that. Yeah. And I think, honestly, honestly, if I'm weighing up the two, I think Barry's got a very, very high scoring potential in that Port team. Um, I think we didn't see the best of Davies Uniaki, and I think Davies Uniaki will, will, has more chance, if name round one, to keep his spot. But Yeah, job security again, for sure. Again, we'll Davies touch on Uniaki. that um, later. And then just the three, you know, 123 to 117, but it's all going to depend on lights. And if I need to upgrade somewhere else, if I'm going to go double down, and I mean, Uniaki will probably be the first one gone. What about, okay, let's touch on a couple of different other structures. Six or seven deep. So you're, you're six, Brett, but I'm talking six, big six uh, first. And then, yeah, so we'll go with that. Big six, condone it, worry signs. Can the money be used somewhere else, Bretta? Um, don't completely write it off. I've considered it, but I do think there is maybe again just the fact of too much midfield rookie value. I think Kelly's likely to get picked. Holman, Banfield, Brayshaw, Brody, Davis, Uniaki, and I think you want to get as many of them in as possible um, to start your season because they are good value rookies. They have looked good in the preseason for the most part, and um, they all look like they're going to be full time players. They're not really the job security doesn't look too bad, so. Running six, you're missing something. I know it looks great on paper, but there's always that chance that you miss the one rookie that you really, really want to get, and then you have to do sideways trades. You might as well just get all of them, and then you can just piss off the ones that go wrong. Bumps? Yeah. Um, look, if I if I like the six or seven type setup, I'll be running that myself. I just think money can be spent better elsewhere. And like I said, I'll pick my rookies first, and then I'll pick my premiums around the rookies because I want to have the, the best team possible to generate as much cash as I possibly can, as quick as I can, to upgrade my team as quick as possible. That's the name of the game in Supercoach. You pick your rookies, you trade them off, and you upgrade uh, others to premiums. Just to touch on that, and the reason why I've also gone five rather than a big six or something like that, is I think the five that I've got in there, I'm pretty pretty confident. And I, I do a lot of uh, kind of percentages. What percentage of the players, sitting, what percentage do I believe that they'll finish top eight come the end of the season? And the five big boys I've picked, I'm pretty confident that you know they'll all be top eight. Um, whereas if I'm going that sixth, I think I'm taking a big risk on that sixth person that I'm picking. Um, you know, Oliver Crouch, uh, Merritt, th- those ones, they can be make or break. Not really make or break, they're going to be successful. They're, g- they're going to be consistent anyway, but I, I, I want to try and aim at that back end of the season to have, you know, the players that are up and firing and that are definitely going to get me the, the league wins against my opponent. And that's the thing, we play for league. So you got to remember with us, it's a lot easier to go safer at the start not bank as many points early and then just storm home very, very strong. Whereas I think on the on the flip side of that, if you are playing for um, overall, I think I like the idea more of what Brett's running and going that five and having Canillo there, you know, and then and maybe another little mid-pricer in somewhere else just to bank on some early points, but you are going to use trades later on. And for me, when I'm playing for league, trades become way too valuable. 
And when you when you just said then, so you know you, you want to pick, you know, say you pick five or six, and the percentages of finishing top in that position, you have a look at like say the top ten um, that finished in the midfield last year, right, um, mate? Who would have guessed that Mitch Duncan, uh, Matt Crouch, Dane Zorko, Oliver, and and Josh Kelly, and to an extent probably even Tom Mitchell can be included in that. And if you take Gary Ablett out, then Zach Merritt will be in the top ten as well. Like these are just names that you probably wouldn't have started the year with last year, banking on them being in the in the top eight mid. So it's an incredibly hard thing to do to pick. I reckon four of the eight, let alone five, let alone six or seven of them, like uh, some teams are kind of doing. So you've got to. You've got to pick the the safe ones, the ones that you can kind of guarantee that'll be there. So you got so you got some room to move to bring in the ones that you kind of don't expect that they pop up every year because that's what happens. In saying that, I don't yeah, like, mind. Oh, sorry, sorry, brother. I don't mind yeah, the like, value. Like I, yeah, I'm going to talk now. I don't mind the value yeah. of like uh, Crippo or a Trelaw or Parker, but I'm not going to go and stack my team with them. They could definitely yeah. finish top eight, but I'll pick them when I see it. And I'm happy to pay an extra 50, 60, 70, 100K um, as long as I know that that's where I'm at. And then when I come at the back end of the season, they're going to definitely have me instead for the for the, for a, like a flag contention. Um, go, Britta. Uh, yeah, like Bonfer said, with the three, um, like say our top three midfielders, we're all pretty, our consensus is that Dangerfield, Martin and Mitchell will probably all go one, two, three this year. Um, Last year was probably something along the lines of Dangerfield, maybe Fife and Pendlebury. Like they're the ones who, in the past, have been the one twenties every single year, um, or thereabouts. And you get one out of three right, so it just shows that it's very hard to get the top three right, let alone the top six right. So the more you stack in, the more you might miss the one or two. Say a Matt Crouch or a Zach Merritt really goes off this year, or I don't know someone even left wing like a Bont really goes up. All of a sudden, he's averaging one twenty five. Um, it's better to have rookies that can push up to them instead of having to run the ones who are finishing 10 to 15 the whole year. The other thing that I do want to say too is it's for me, last year was almost a bit of a passing of the guard as well. I mean, Ablett's still a freak. Pendles is always still going to be good. But for so many years, we had the same three or four every single year that we picked and they returned. And it just happened. It happened year after year after year. And last year, uh, I'm going to say my favourite word, boys, was that bit of that uh, outlier. So the outlier. <laughs> um, it, it was that year where it was the passing of the guard. And I think Martin and, and Mitchell, um, Kelly to a lesser extent, and, and Dangerfield, I think that's the future. And, and, and I'm pretty confident right now in saying th- that I truly believe that they'll be the, t- the top four, or at least the top three with Dangerfield, Martin and Mitchell. I think they're locked in, solidified. I reckon you're selling Fife a bit short there. but Fife yeah. as well. Fife, Fife actually really scares me. Um, he, he really See, does. I'm not worried about him. But I just think he's way too valuable. Um, and, and, yeah, well, well, Fife to a lesser extent too. So, you know, apologies to Fife. He hasn't moved down on my team <laughs> since. But, you know, I think that guy, this is, this is where we're at now. These are the players. And it's not so much about looking at the trend of last year and convincing yourself, all right, last year, Trelaw didn't do it, or, or three of the top 15 stayed over 600,000, so it's going to be completely different this year. I mean, like I said, I, I whipped over those names. Cripps, Trelaw, Bont, they're all going to step up eventually. But we just don't know if it's now or not. I don't mind taking the risk, though. If you want to take the risk, go for it. And I think... It's oh, not... Sorry, mate. Just not too many risks. That, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. And I'm seeing a lot of Parker versus Crips at the moment. I mean, Cornelio is my favourite one. 
Like if, I've had him in so many times, and I didn't think I'd be starting the season without him. But to get him in, it means scrapping one of the big five, and I'm I'm not ready to do that. All right, anything yeah, else? Cool. What about those who are going seven deep and going Canillo and O'Meara? Is that just too far? Are we just missing too much? Too far, yeah. Way too, too far. much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree as well. Uh, jump across to the rucks, and we'll start with you first, Bonts. Um, how's Lysette and Dawson Simpson going? Yeah, mate, they're good. They're, they've been pined. They're just getting they're getting rested up, and uh, they have not made a re-entrance into my team for a few weeks now, which is good. My rucks have been somewhat consistent. I wouldn't say very consistent, but somewhat consistent. I think uh, in the rucks, though, we just go we just go the big bar. Well, you, you have to go pick two who, whoever you think are going to be the top two for the year. So um, I think Gorn's a lock for one of those positions, and then you pick one out of Cruiser, Martin, Grundy, Goldstein... Um, that's probably about it. You probably wouldn't recommend a oh, rider. Right. Rider's probably the other one, but he's got the other one with the ugly buy. So, um, and then depending on what you want to do with your bench, you go Darcy Cameron or you go Tommy Olango, who has the best uh, VC option loophole for the captain. Whatever, whatever. Just mucking up my words here, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're all the same, yeah, Brett. Yeah, just the two big boys. I have to have a couple of questions. So Nick Nat's coming back, and I've seen a bit of bit of love for him on a, <laughs> some couple social media forums. Um, oh. Bombs, you're very, very uh, probably emotional or enthusiastic about uh, your Nick Nat kind of talk at the moment. Do you want to kick us off what you think? By that, do you mean so against it? Because that's yeah, exactly what I am. Uh, more I am. passionate about what your opinion is. <laughs> Oh, I'm passionate about all my opinions. Don't you worry, Corey. He doesn't just uh, sort of stay with Nick Nanayui, but he's a certain no-go zone. And he's owned by 18% of teams at the moment. What an absolute joke that is. There's probably all those bot teams that kind of sign up on the first day that haven't been changed it yet. But um, no, this is this is a huge no. And uh, I've been a no on Nick Nanayui ever since uh, Sam Mitchell, who's taken over the, I think he's got the midfield duties, or whatever he's got down there at West Coast, said um, that Nick Nanayui was just... He was not going to return to any sort of good footy until the second half of the year and that he was really struggling. So I don't care if he's named around one. I hope for a lot of teams out there that he's not so you don't get sucked into it because I think it's going to be an absolute flop. Brett? I hope he's named around one. I hope a bunch of teams pick him because I'll fall behind very quickly. Yeah. I can't, see, I can't see Nick Nat starting the season really strong or anywhere near what he was. It's going to take a lot for him to come in and I think he's going to be micromanaged too. There's no way he's playing 22 games this year. Not even close. So I think Nick Max... They've got three rocks too. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty confident. Sam Mitchell even said that even in 2019, he's not going to be what he was. He's he's done. For me, his career's finished. For me. He's, as, as sad as that is, he's, he's just done. Yeah, that's a pretty big statement, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm all about, mate. That's it. Um... <laughs> Who yeah, are he backs, who, you know, mirror after like fifteen knee surgeries that he's fine. He's back to his best. Don't worry about it. If that has one off season, he's going. Oh no, he's done. Career's over. Who Sorry, are you boys season. running right now in your ruck stocks? Dawn Ryder. <laughs> uh, mine might change by the end of the podcast, but currently it's um it's it's Gorn Stephen Martin at the moment. I'm going to cruiser. It. I'm going to cruiser, and uh, I've. I think I've convinced myself more than anyone else has had an opinion on me that these two finish 1-2 in some kind of combo uh, by the length of the Flemington straight. 
So, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty big on Cruz. I don't care about his price tag. I don't care about his ankle. Um, and I think he's going to have put on a clinic on Thursday night as well. So, if he's even named. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Did you say Ryder, Brett? Yep. You've been big on Ryder too. Yeah, I'm not going away from it. Cameron, he's the only one without benched. any competition. Yeah, still benched. He's the only one who's a chance to maybe pop in at some stage, and hopefully it's about round eight, round nine for a couple of games. I, I disagree with that. I don't think um, Cruz has any competition that he has to worry about either. Loby. So there's a name. That's the thing. There's a name there. Didn't they? Wasn't there a thing that came out that said they were considering playing both of them together at stages yeah, throughout the season? Not happen. It won't happen. The guy it won't. As even, if it won't. The guy couldn't even get into their JLT side. It just, yeah. it just won't happen. Not unless, not unless that McKay fella goes down or they drop him. That's the only way it happens. That's the thing. Is there's and, a slight chance. If Ryder's yeah, fit, there is no one, absolutely no one off the back of him. He gets bulk ruck minutes the whole season, and it's all his. No one else gets any touch at it. Well, who would have thought that uh, Grigg would have been rucking for Nankervis last year? So maybe they might go Wingard. <laughs> yeah, I know, but when yeah. that happens, they get smashed in the midfield, and then they have to quickly bring him back in. It'd be the same thing. <laughs> I think you're just being sexist here, Britta. Let's go up forward, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of structure are you running? We'll start again with you this time, Bumps. Okay, I'm going I'm going four primos and then I'm going uh Rainer, Stephenson and Fritch. So two of those will get on field and, and then I'll pick whatever oh, I guess dud lifeline type heartbeat uh, bloody bench player, whatever you want to call them, um in in the absolute last rookie spot. So I'm a big fan of uh Four forward line premiums. Yep. Who's who's your cheapest premium? Uh, Jack Billings. Oh, I love. I've, I've had that before. How good does that look? Oh, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. It looks absolutely. So great. where's where's Sicily? I I currently not running not one mid pricer. I actually I actually yeah. really worry because like round wow. one's gonna come in and Sicily's gonna like score one sixty seven <laughs> just like, <laughs> intercepting off that back flank. And Bond's just going to, like, message me and just be like, why didn't I listen to you? You have <laughs> no, had the all pre-season, Bond, for, for not picking Sicily. I do love you Sicily. buried me all pre-season, and now you just try and sneak that one by. <laughs> I am uh, currently... You know, Brett, I don't try to sneak anything by. If you pay attention to it, <laughs> what goes on in the group chat, you might be a little bit aware of what goes on there. Yeah, mate, I'm sick of hearing your voice, let alone reading your text messages. <laughs> and I'm <listening> <laughs> Freda, how are you looking up forward? Um, four deep as well. Um, yeah. I'll three and Devin Smith because boss will get upset if I call Devin Smith a premium. So what about Rooks? Yes, I'm running that. Uh, not running either Stephenson or Rayner. I'm just going the basement one. So after that, oh, wow. Yeah. No Rayner, no Stephenson. That's all right. We'll talk about that nah. when we get to the cash cow conversation. Um, yeah. I'm also I'm the three big boys and Sicily is the mid pricer at the moment. Um, can we just talk about? I oh, know, no, we'll save that when we get to some mid-price talk. Um, any other kind of structures that we can see? Three, just the three. What are your thoughts on just three forwards, Brett? I like it. Oh, bombs! Go for it. No, I was going to say, look, I, I like it if you're getting the extra defender. But look, I like it if you're moving that money to the to the defence. If you've got only got two defenders and you want to shore that up. But again, this all depends on rookie selection, though. Um, so if all those rookie defenders I said earlier getting named, then I don't like anything less than two there. And I don't want people picking six um, midfielders. So I'd be going with 
four forward line players. Britta? Yeah, um, I don't like running. If you're running the three forwards, you've got to be running three defenders. You can't be doing two defenders, three forwards, and then stack in your midfield. Yeah. It's just not a good balance. I agree. Between um, between the two lines, if we look at them as a whole, you look at them at 14, there needs to be like that six solid players in there. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's how I just look at it. Like, I've, I've seen so many people like, oh, you can't go three on the back. It's irrelevant. I mean, my question is, what are you going to do? Pick Waterman over Finlayson so you can have three down back and it looks better for you? That's just stupid. Like, you're just missing out on points. Look at... I break my teams up. I break my teams up to the rucks, the midfield, and then the forward and defenders. I mean... It's going to be the same. You've got to, you've got to get the scoring rookies because, yeah, it looks nice now and, you know, you may get down the track and it may be a little bit easier to trade and look better while you're doing things. But if you're missing out on Dodie or, or Finlayson or Murray's potential 250, 300k price rise because you wanted to run Liam Ryan, who's only going to go up 80, 90k, <laughs> well, you're 250k behind come buy rounds and... Come later in the season, your rank's just going to keep dropping down. So for these people that come in there and say you can't run two down back, it's just the biggest load of nonsense I've ever heard. All comes down yep. to rookies. And it's all going to come down to Thursday night and who lights up. But oh, hell yeah. don't let anyone talk you out of that. If you are, if you are confident in going a 2-4 either way and you are, you are trusting those rookies, back yourself in. So you know what the trouble is here with the fixture? Because uh, people who might run two rookies right now um, and then, you know, rookies get named and all that sort of stuff on Thursday or Thursday night, you know, they might not get on in time, whatever it might be, but Carlton Richmond play that night. So if you're not there and you're not switched on and you wanted to bring in a third defender but you want Alice or Simpson, you may end up actually missing out on them as your third defender as well. It could be another little curveball. So just keep in mind as well when teams are playing because um, that's going to be all important too. Yeah, well, you've got Wednesday night teams to figure that out. So if you if you've got twenty four hours where you're off the grid, I actually feel unlucky for you. No, 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 because Thursday, no, Thursday night is when you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah, will all come out. Yeah, but we've got Wednesday to see. You know, you said that'll Simpson only give us Thursday. Yeah, but that'll only give us Thursday teams. But so all the other rookies, if we're running structures, okay, we've got to look at Caulfield, Norton, Dodie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apologies. All right, beautiful. Let's have some Dangerfield talk. So come out today, the Dangerfield's potentially paying round one. I'm massive on Dangerfield. Um, Bretta, thoughts on Dangerfield? Got to pick him. Um, I was going to pick him if he was looking like only missing round one, and I reckon he's going to play. Well, they're saying he's going to play round one, so um, yeah, just pick him. You don't want to be the team running into your second league game without him. Does your opinion yeah, change if he misses game. on the weekend and you're playing for league uh, overall? Um, yeah, I'll probably consider running Kelly instead. Yep. Um, but if you've got Kelly already, then no. I, I reckon if, you're, if you're playing for overall and he misses is almost the only way you can look at it. But even then, I'm not really too happy about it. Bonfa? No, I mean, he was... If you look at total points scored last year, he played one less game than Dustin Martin and still outscored him by 200 points in the overall. So even if you missed round one, you're still good for the overall, I think. Um, because... Missing Dangerfield for one week over trading him in the very next week, or the other scenario is you wait six weeks 
um, either one of those scenarios is much worse than just missing him for the one week. Because say he scores, you know, he would have scored 140 first week, but you've got to play Banfield on field who only scores 80, then you've only really lost 60 points, and Dangerfield will make that up quick smart. Don't you worry about that. I can't believe he's in one in five teams right now. Uh, yeah, well, I think we'll be ahead, won't we? Yeah, 100%. I actually had this conversation the other day, um, and I kind of want to bring it up. I'm not going to name any names, but with Dangerfield... Um, a lot of people were saying that he's only he's in one in five teams, so one in five teams, you know, aren't going to run him, so you're not going to fall that far behind if you in your league games. My counter argument to that is, if you're playing in a good league, four out of five teams have him. It is the mediocre middle of the pack players, unfortunately, who who make up bulk percentage of these numbers. And that's a fact. People who hate Dangerfield, people who who, who worry about injuries, um, if he's fit, he's playing, even up forward, he's a, a super, super deadly option. But if he's in that side, he's not playing forward for a whole game. He's definitely spending some time in that midfield, um, and a lot of time. He, he's too valuable for that. If they don't think he's ready, they're, they're going to send him down back. Just think that if, you, if you're going to be stubborn and not pay an extra 150000 for Dangerfield... You you kidding yourself? What's that? Christensen down to like a Garlet or Fritch? Like I don't know. Weigh that so up. Weigh better. that up. Weigh yeah. up. Um, Christensen and Bontempelli versus Dangerfield and Garlet. Like uh, I don't know yeah. about you guys, but I'm I'm definitely taking Dangerfield. Dangerfield and Garlet, I like it too. Yeah. Like this is always where weigh I'm, it up. He's, Always weigh up the impact of your team. I'll tell you what, the more people that don't pick him, the bigger favours that you're doing for us. Because the higher up overall we go, the easier it is in our leagues, etc. The, the danger field factor is just way too big. And the only way you successfully hit this, I reckon, is if he, he gets injured. I think that's... Yeah. And, and, and gets subbed off on a 50 or something. And then when he comes back, his price is going to drop significantly and people have to trade him out, you know, if it's a long-term injury. But you are not nailing this by thinking that by round 9 or 10 or come the buy rounds, I'm picking up Dangerfield for 600k. That's not nailing it. Because in that whole time, you listen to Bonford's stat before, he outscored Martin by 200 points So by missing a game. So off that theory, he's probably already 200, 250 points in front of the next best midfielder. So if you don't have him, you're 250 points behind. He's too valuable. He's the best player in the game for a reason. And, um, and you can't predict, you can't realistically predict injury. Yeah. That's the reality. They're not going to put him out there if they, if Geelong thought he was at risk of injury. It's only round one. They want him for round two onwards and not to be injured round one and then to not come back until round four or five. So if he's there round one, even if he's not there round one, I still say pick him because when he's on field, he'll be fine and you won't regret it then. I really hope There's no league games. There's no league it. games around one as well, is there? There's no so. league games to round three, isn't there? Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, and and the, the midfielders on the bench are pretty good. They can cover him for a week or two and you'll still get decent scores. Yeah, that's the point. It's Only in overall is the real reason I could see people sitting there and, and saying I'm going to pick fair. him. And that's fair. Yep. Um, Bretta, anything to add on dangers? Negative, pick him. Yep. Bombs? No, yep, just pick him. Let's have some cash cow talk. Uh, yeah, some cash cow talk. Down back right now, who are your probably main three? So your big three lock cash cows right now, Brett? 
Norton 1, Finlayson 2, Dodie 3. Bounce. Holy crap. Murray number 1. Oh, Norton. sorry, that's a big slip. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Murray oh, number yes. 1, Norton number 2, um, and uh, Dodie number 3. Murray number 1, Norton number 2, Finlayson number 3. I think he's a Yeah, that's the same as mine. In, in that that's slide. the same. Um, let's have a chat about some, some cash cows. Uh what about Stodart being thrown around this week? Is there any way you'd put Stodart ahead of any of those boys? Not a chance. No, no. No, there's absolutely zero chance. What about Stodart versus Caulfield? No. Brett? Not if both are named. No way. You'd go Caulfield yep. first. Same. And I'm the same. And let's have a chat about Caulfield as we go into it. I think I think Caulfield's the only one here. Maybe O'Shea that's probably a chance of not making a round one through or has lesser of a chance. I think O'Shea rest. is the only one. I don't understand this Caulfield talk. Yeah, Caulfield's okay. Fine. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get. To, we'll get. To, we're really going to elaborate on Caulfield because I'm pretty sure that we are the only super coach page out there that one is a fan of Caulfield and two probably watch every single game of JLT. Well, I wouldn't know because I don't pay attention to uh, inferior pages than us, mate. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The arrogance of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so the only way I am getting Stodart is Caulfield is out. I think Stodart, out of all of them, has the biggest chance to get named and then dropped two, three weeks later just because it's Sydney. Um, he's, but, like, he's also like what you see with Fogarty and Murphy the other yeah. week that they run pretty deep, so he'd be one of the first ones out for sure if he does get picked at all. Bumps, lead the way with Caulfield. Yeah, no, Caulfield's superior. Look, I felt like I've done this at least two weeks in a row now. Um, and so, you know, people will get frustrated with me when I repeat myself. So um, at risk of doing that, the, the short answer is that he captained the uh, Northern Knights. He led St Kilda for defensive 50 possessions. They need a replacement uh, for Montagna in terms of a body inside the team. Um, and he's just going to slot straight in there. Uh, I think he had 17, and well, he might have had 17 touches in both games in the JLT. Yep. I mean, I don't know, or something around that. Um, anyways, and you know what? If he can average 17 to 20 touches a game, he's going to be good enough for 65 to 70 points, I think, per game as well, um, you know, with a little bit of rebound, 50, and, and a few little cheap marks down there too. Um, he's he's absolutely fine. He's, he's just There's just no reason not, not to pick him. I think he's probably the, the underrated one of the, of the backline bunch right now. All right, Brady, you can go because I'm about to go on a rant. Okay, I like the Caulfield pick. Um, he's a good ball user. They're going to get him the ball. Um, I know Robin's supposed to be their number one guy coming out of defense, but they do like to share it. If he plays, as Bonfer said, he'll have that 15 to 17 probably touches per game, and it'll just translate into enough points to fill a hole and make good money as the season goes on. And I think what he's probably sitting at an 85% chance to get picked at the moment. We'd need something pretty... Pretty left wing to actually have him not pick around one. Out of all the defenders down there, he behind Sam Murray is my most likely to have twenty possessions a game, excluding primos. So for cash cows, yeah. get your heads out of your out of fan footy's ass. Stop purely looking at scores. And if you're worried about Caulfield, do yourself a favour and over the next couple of days go sit down and watch the two JLT games that they played. Because the guy was good. He was very good off the halfback flank. Um, he can use the ball. And he's a kid. Give him a chance. You'll kick yourself. And I can guarantee you, you'll kick yourself. The week where he has 22, 25 touches. Drops 80 to 100. And you were too stubborn to, to listen to us. I'm, I'm going into bat. This kid, this kid is good. And if he's not... Look, if he's not named round one, he's playing at some stage this year. 
and like that would be more ideal for most who hate him now, because I think if he gets to go early, uh, you're not going to be too happy about that. Norton Lock after Adams News. Adams and Morris out yeah, for yep. a while. They got to pick Norton. Yeah. O'Shea is yeah. named one quarter in JLT. So he's the guy I reckon will have for me the best chance of scoring or having 20 possessions after Murray. But I think he's a bigger chance to miss round one than Caulfield. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't think he's going to make round one to be honest. Hmm. That'll and I do have a backup plan for him. Yeah, the thing I'll that I love, I, I do too. I mean, I could either go Stoddart or I can go Sicily down back. Or you could go Tom Cole from West Coast. Oh, well, yeah, Tom Cole from West Coast too. Actually, I actually feel really bad. I haven't given that guy enough love. He had a pretty good JLT series. Uh, Bombs, you want to lead the way on Tom Cole? Yeah, Tom Cole, look, he was out injured for a period of time, and I believe that's why he never played. Um, and look, he scored 63 in JLT1 from um, 71% on ground and 67 um, in the next one with with 86% on ground as well. So at around that $170,000 price, that's really my backup for uh, O'Shea if I don't want to mess around with my structure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with him because I think he's I think he's, I think he's going to play. Uh, and then in, in defense, just West Coast are going to be shit this year, aren't they? Um, he's going to see enough of the ball to pump out hopefully some 60s. And you know what, 63 and 67, if he does that kind of consistently throughout the year, then I'll be relatively happy with that. If he scores the odd 80 every now and then, it'd be enough for him to get to around, say, 320K, something like that. The one thing that I really think that Tom Cole's got in his favour for him too is if Yo goes in the guts, he's probably, as a young player, besides Jeremy McGovern, because he's obviously just an elite freak, the most likely to replicate Yo out of that West Coast team. Intercept mark is a great mark, and he's lovely by foot too. So he'll earn points like that as well. I think he's a good player. I think he's a seriously good player. Um, but what's his price? Two one seventy. Yeah, one seventy four hundred. Yeah. So it's only a couple of grand extra than um than Cam O'Shea. And, and look, that's the reality is that's that's my backup plan for O'Shea. If he's not named, I'll just flick him off to Cole. I'm not going to go down to Stoddart because I want. I want someone that's going to be there all the time. You know yep. what I mean. So, um, and I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get that in Cole and Yo. He's going to play midfield. I mean, through the week as well, it was all about Yo going forward as well now to help combat the the lack of Kennedy down there and just throw some experience down forward as well. What, so, what if what if an Ed Richards or a, um, yeah. a Francis Watson gets named? Would you rather go them than Cole? I, I wouldn't take Watson, but I, I would I would be taking Richards over him. Yeah. Why? I just I just like Richards better, to be honest. Um, Cole was not someone I'd kind of considered throughout the preseason, so I kind of feel a little bit more safer going with someone who I was having a red hot look at. I don't mind Cole because he's second year in the or two or three years in the system now, um, and just and look, plus, Richards plus is kid. Richards is forty grand cheap, and you might be able to do a lot with that forty grand. That forty grand could be the difference between having Paddy Ryder and Matty Cruiser or Stefan Martin and Matty Cruiser or Bonton Pally or That's it. You know, Zach Merritt. That's we've got, we've got to really, weigh it up the way yeah. you always weigh it up, Bumps. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, uh, sorry, Cole and or... Someone else. Ed Richards. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. But I can't see Ed Richards getting named. But thanks for throwing a spanner in the works there, Bretto. Um, <laughs> we'll move up to the, four, uh, the midfield and we'll start again with you, Brett. One, two, three. Uh, Brayshaw still one. Uh, Nick Holman, too, just because he's the 102. I think the value is insane there. And Gold Coast is struggling. And my third is Will Brody, who I am struggling to fit into my team. <laughs> Will Brody, who I don't own. Bombs? Yeah. 
Uh, you want you want uh, based on money made or average? However you want to. Most, no, value. most, most value. important valuable cash yeah. cows that are there right now. Uh, okay, well then uh, I don't go any further than Brayshaw one, Tim Kelly two, Banfield number three. Uh, Brayshaw one, Will Brody two, and again Nick Holman three. I think that he is going to be a tackling machine and see a lot of time. I see Will Brody is kind of stepping up and getting a lot more midfield minutes too with Aaron Hall's thumb at the moment as well. Let's talk about Banfield. Just too good to to pass up at one twenty three k, even if he's going to play yep. high half forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Sure. Doesn't bother me. The Hill brothers are in early season injury trouble as well. And uh, his physique is exactly like that. I have zero concerns as well. Fremantle came out today, or a little bit earlier tonight, and they did confirm that Brayshaw and Banfield will debut in round one. That's great. I think Brayshaw, we don't even need to talk about it if you don't have any Brayshaw's the one. Paddy Dow, Bonfer. Carlton, man. Yeah, no, so, yeah, Paddy Dow's probably moved down to probably the third or fourth one I'm likely to select, probably above that $170,000 mark. So I would be going uh, probably Brayshaw, Brody, and then, gee, toss, toss the coin between LDU and Dow, to be honest. LDU, Paddy Dow, yeah, I think they're similar. If you had to LDU or Dow? If I was picking today, I'd be taking LDU. Same. I'd just do the same. same. And you know what's great about Paddy Dow is I don't even have to watch him play. I just listen to Bomfer talk about him because he's like <laughs> fanatically watching every step Paddy Dow takes. <laughs> if, if, if Paddy Dow has like, he's like, oh, not sure on Paddy Dow. I'm like, man, Bomfer's written off Paddy Dow. Yeah. This is if, great. If <laughs> Paddy Dow looks, looked semi-good, Bomfer would have an erection and he'd be in his seat. Yeah, exactly. Sure, so. <laughs> yeah. um, nah, great. Barry. Am I still the only one that's worried that Barry could be the one to go when a couple of those poor boys come back in? No, nope, I'm he, hoping he does. He he can go once uh, once he's done his job for it. So you know what the the motto down at the Bombs Express uh, team is: know your role, play your role. And uh, <laughs> if uh, Don Barry can get through eight rounds and make me two hundred k, he's known his role, he's played his role, and then he can piss off. What is his role? In Port Adelaide. He's rolling there to make me 200,000. In Port Adelaide. Oh, sorry, at Port Adelaide. Sorry, at Port Adelaide. I think he's going to be used at halfback uh, to relieve Jasper Pitters out for four or five weeks, first four or five rounds. So I think that's where he's playing. He's going to go halfback maybe towards a wing. Um, I'm not concerned. Yeah, Robbie Gray comes back because I don't see him as that sort of player. I see him down the other end of the ground. I can only see him playing on the wing, and that's why I can see him going out for Robbie Gray because I have so many of those players. So- you got like um, Burn Jones, like Dan yeah. Houston, Riley Bonner, Riley Bonner. Hamish they're, they're, Hartlett. They are so deep down back, like with young talent, and I don't think he's that good down there. I think he's a good player, and I think he's going to be very exciting. Um, but I'm so a scared. Early. Too. I would, I would love to be wrong and then have to correct trade him in. Like, yeah, actually, no. I'd rather be right and watch everyone else trade him out, but. <laughs> I'm, uh, right now, it's Davies Uniaki over him, but I could seriously just flick the switch like last minute, so don't take this for a grain of salt because if I've got my whole team selected now, number, how many players we select? 30. Number 30 in my team is Davies Uniaki. First on the mm. board. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, He's pretty secure for me, Don Barrier. I'm not... I'm not buying into this hype that I think you guys are buying into around his security within that team. I think more he's... More anti-hype than hype. Yeah, I just worry that... I just see, like you see their yeah. team on paper. He'd have to come out and impress. And if he does that, he keeps his spot. And please do it every year. So don't... If, you know, don't take my word for it. I'm not a Port Adelaide expert. 
just giving you my caution and yeah. I but speaking of Davies Uniaki, I mean I loved his JLT. It didn't he didn't set the world on fire with scores, but the more I went back and, and, and watched him, he just looked like he looked like a bit of a fish out of water, a little bit worried, didn't really love the contact early, but he still managed seventeen touches in two games. So, imagine when he does get his feet and start to settle and those ball skills are used a lot better and uh, his head's clear. Because he was a classic kid. He always has been. Um, and this is, I mean, when we get to the forward line, this is like, and I had these two up against each other last week, whereas why I had uh, Cam Rayner so far ahead and, and just a lock in my team right now because he's bowler opposite. He just... He loves the contest. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Nick Holman at 102K, the biggest steal that we've got there. Yeah, yep, for of, sure. of the of the 102k players, yeah, 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 just a mature age that's going to do his thing. Have I missed any rookies in midfield? Well, I think look, I think we've spoken about Tim Kelly before, um, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we can probably just easy, easy. Yeah, game. I reckon we can just probably just leave it there. Yeah. Done. Uh, Alongo or what's the other guy's name? Cameron. Darcy Cameron. Darcy Cameron. That's how irrelevant he is to me. Um, yeah. Brett. Yeah, well, I'm just taking Darcy Cameron. Just taking a chance. Bumps. The money's there, and I know it's only twenty grand, but money's tight in the bonds budget. Don't you worry about that. If the money's there, I'm going to grab Cameron. Um, if it's not there, I'm, I'm grabbing Alonga. Well, I think I'm the same as you. I got seven k left over, and that's why I've got Alonga um, right now. But I still think that I like the loop. But I'm I'm always skeptical that someone's going to get dropped eventually. Um, up forward, one, two, three, boys, rookies, bread, I go. Uh, flicking back to it now, um, it's actually not too deep. My number one is Bailey Fritch. I think he's a beast. Number two, uh, Waterman, just because I think he's the biggest lock to play. Rainer, three. Uh, Fritch, Stephenson, Rainer. And I am Fritch, Rainer, Stephenson. I can't believe the amount of people that aren't on Jaden Stephenson. I mean, I get his price is a little bit more expensive, but kids playing, Collingwood shit. And I'm a Collingwood supporter, so that's about as far as I need to go with that. Anyone want to touch on Stephenson? No. What about the Brody Grundy thing today, Bombs? Well, what did Brody Grundy say? Uh, come out and said, uh, I clicked to you because I was really hoping you were, you were going to know this off the top of the because <laughs> you were pretty good with this. Mm-hmm. Um, said he was well, um, keeping it low key. He doesn't know if Stevenson's playing because Stevenson right. hasn't told anybody if he's been told yet. But he's, pretty, he's pretty keen to see him play, though. Uh, he's got big raps for him. Honestly, if you guys are going to buy into the bullshit about this, we don't know if he's playing. Or, you know, I'd really like to see him there. Piss off, he's playing. All right, They know he's playing. They know he's done enough on the field. And you know what? If he wasn't playing, if he wasn't going to be playing, they'd be saying, you know, he needs to find some form through the twos. He needs to learn the structures a bit more. That's the sort of shit that comes out of their mouth. But if they're playing, what they say is, look, we haven't really heard anything yet, but I'd like him to be there. <laughs> That's what they say when they when they want to say, but they can't say that he's playing. Because they can't announce it. They've got to announce it to the members. They've got to send out the bloody email to the members first to let the members know, oh, we're selecting Jaden Stephenson for his bloody debut game. Piss off. We, know what, we know what it means. Yeah, um, yeah. You've got Steph, yeah, Bonds? Yeah. And you don't Interestingly re- enough, I've, yeah, I've got him on the bench. Me too. No, I don't. Me too right now. Um, and, and the reason that I have gone so much money on my bench, and I'm not really, I don't normally do this, but Bailey Fritch is on the field right now, so I could easily just switch them around. And I was, as, as good as Fritch's JLT was, 
that's not set in stone. If that makes sense. I'd rather have Stephenson over Friction. I was picking Stephenson on the ground. Just week one. Really? Take your chance. Yeah. Well, see, I'm going to start Fritch. I'm going to start Fritch as well. I'm just going to back him in. But, uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. And I think Stephenson's a great insurance policy if anything goes wrong. Uh, Cam Rayner, you don't have him either, do you, bro? No, I just can't afford him. Man, just can't afford him. This guy hates expensive rookies up forward. <laughs> um, Bombs, you do? Yeah, man, I've, I've got him and, and he'll be there. Um, I've made the mistake, I think, in the last two years of yep. not selecting the number one pick. So I don't know if I'm just going to voodoo it this year. So apologies if I do, but... Um, I'm just going to take the number one pick, even though I haven't been quite that impressed with him. I'm exactly on your side. I was so impressed with his game last week. I know it was in the wet, but he I think he tackled. He was physical, um, which is great. I'm not risking not having the number one defender again. I think he. I seriously think he could average 70. Number one defender? Uh, number, one, number one draft defender. pick, sorry. Number one draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think well, he, he could, could average 70. I think he could average 70 easy. Um, you also said he could uh, be the number one. A top six forward, was it? Well, top six forward, yeah. That was the outlandish statement. Yeah. Well, he's within a shot. They're, yeah. they're all equal first at the moment, Bretta. Yeah, correct. Probably, probably better, than, better than Bretta picking Devin Smith, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, the other's just not worth talking about until we see a green light. Well, I think the others yeah. are, are more... Well, I think there's a lot of names there, but I think if they do get selected, they're what I like to refer to as a, as a heartbeat. There's someone there who's not going to score big points, but he's kind of going to play a lot of games, but he's just going to, you know, he's going to sit on your bench for, for most weeks. And, for, you know, sorry. No, no, go ahead. For me right now, Liam Ryan is the least attractive out of them all. He's the well, one. he's the most attractive, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah, no, he's right in the middle. He's, I think he's me, the most secure. Yeah, but he's, kind of, he's going to be touching the ball five times a game. He's going to be one that goes real missing, I reckon. That's why I said he's a heartbeat. He's a heartbeat. So he's not going to accumulate the ball. He's not going to score many points, but he's going to be there every single that's week. That's what I'm talking about. Point. Some of those 117 Ks. I think Venables will probably outscore him on a week-to-week basis. I think Garlett will outscore him on a week-to-week basis. Um, and you're paying them too much credit. I don't think there's much difference between them. The only one I see a difference between in terms of scoring might be Waterman and Ryan. I think Waterman's going to be better. But, I mean... If you think Garlet is a lot different to the top player Ryan, I think Garlet has a lot. Uh, I think Garlet has a lot more defensive aspects to his game. I think Garlet's mm-hmm. going to lay a lot more tackles than Liam Ryan will. He's more I follow, mature. I followed Liam yeah, Ryan yeah. Uh, very closely last year in the Waffle. Um, mm-hmm. Kicks a lot of goals, but doesn't really do a lot else around the ground. He's flashy. He's brilliant. I just yeah. Look, I hope I'm wrong because I really love the kid. Um, Francis Watson's going to be All-Australian probably by the end of the year, but <laughs> we'll leave that there. All right, mid-prices. We're not going to give them too much light, but one in each line, start down back. Bonfire. Ooh, Jake Lloyd. Ooh, did that? Well, there you go. I don't need to speak because you know it is Jake Lloyd. Brett. Um, Jake Lloyd, but I can't stand the mid-prices. Oh! <laughs> Who is there? They're all ugly ass. Actually, no, take it back. Shane uh, Stubbs. Alex Witherden. Alex yeah, with it. punt. Yeah, he outscores Lloyd this year. Actually, can we quickly just touch on? I oh, will talk about a second. Mine's Sicily because I can cheat and I can go defender and midfielder. Um, uh, Savage, owned no. by so many players um, in uh, Supercoach Elite's uh, what's it, public team or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Why are none of us looking at Savage? 
probably because we don't like listening to the community. We just like the sound of our own voices. And you'll get injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah look, I think I think this is just a lot of hype in the preseason. I'd be more confident if, if Savage was only going around scoring seventy five to eighty, than pumping out one thirties in the preseason. To be honest, it scares the shit out of me. All right, midfielder got dropped like twice last year and injured, so don't do it. Yeah, mid price. It has to be Canelio, but for a point of difference, I'll say Omira. <laughs> I knew he would. Canelio, uh, <laughs> Rux. Oh, mid-price, uh, Scotty Lysett. Nick Nat. Nick Nick Nat, I'm taking Nick Nat. You know who the interesting one is, is, is probably Aaron Sandlands. I don't know what you guys think. But Aaron Sandlands, yeah, he's, he's around full 80k. Just don't um, think he'll play yeah, 22. Draft league. Yeah, yeah, yeah draft league. Sean, Sean Darcy's there too. Yeah. That's Sean Darcy's a jet too. He'll come through. Um, I'm going to go Scott Lysett as well because Nick Nat scares the shit out of me. Uh, forward. Well, Dev. Where is going, Dev? Devin and, uh, Smith, yeah. I'm relatively confident that both me... No, actually, I know who Corey's going to go here, so I'm going to go with uh, Michael Walters. Yeah, and Michael Walters is one I like too. I just can't afford him as well. Um, but Sis. I've got Walters. I've got Walters. I think those three are an incredibly hard three to choose out of to be a Sissy, yeah. Devin Smith. I had this and, conversation uh, last Walters. night. I reckon one of them will go to the next level. One will sit just below it, and one will miss. Good luck picking which one. Yeah, I already know. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think it was you and me that had the conversation last night, uh, Corey. And I think what I said was that, um, look, Devin Smith is probably the safest, I think, out of the three. Walters is probably the one that's most likely to average the most, but I'm concerned about his body. And Sicily is probably the one, I think, with the greatest ceiling out of the three and is also the cheapest. It probably just depends on how much money you got left over as well. It'll probably dictate which one of the three you take if you're only taking one of them. But, man, it's a hard three to kind of rank. What if we ranked them one, two, three, yeah, uh, not regarding price? Go Brett. Uh, I like to go to Brett first because he fence suits if we don't. He doesn't <laughs> oh, that's a joke. It. Sorry, he doesn't fence suits. He just steals the run-ons ideas. Yeah, Devin yeah. Smith won, Walters too. Uh, can you please uh, can uh, you please Sicily can you please yeah, give Sicily the respect he deserves? Guys, just want to use that. Um, I'm going to go. Look, if I'm basing it on, I think what they're actually going to average, I'm going to go with Walters one, Sicily two, and um, oh. three. Sicily one, Walters two, Dempsey three. So. Next to my picture on the wall of Mitch Hannon, I think this year we'll be going up a uh, picture of Sis. So... Uh, cardboard cutout, not a picture. You need a cardboard cutout. Yeah, I know. I wonder how do you how do you arrange a cardboard cutout? Like, who even does that? It would be take some a photo of him. If anyone knows, just take a photo of him. That's a great idea, Brent. And I don't know what I'm doing. So, if anyone knows cardboard cutouts, so I'm looking for a James Sisley cardboard cutout. Uh, hit up hit up the page. I'll, uh, I'll be very thankful. Okay, boys, on to some questions. Yeah, yeah definitely. Beautiful. We'll start with Twitter. Uh, now, just, again, I haven't read through these yet, so that's probably pissful for me. <laughs> <laughs> At 5 Jester, JT, which combo will score more this season, Cruiser and Bundy, which is Alan Christensen, or Nank and Petrarca? Oh, Jesus. Yikes. Um... Yeah, the Cruise. I'd, the Cruz combo. I'd 
specifically take the Cruiser Christensen because Cruiser's the only player out of those that I'd be very happy having in my team. Yeah, same. And I think he's the only player in there that's going to finish the season as a number one or two. Um, Nathan, at Nathan82001387. Lloyd or Sis at D3? And I'm running Parker. Thoughts on him getting back to 105-110? It's like my least favourite question ever. You know what? You know what? That's actually my least favourite. How can I choose? Do you know what, Brett? You get to be the ultimate decider here, because obviously I'm yeah. Sis. Obviously Rolf is Lloyd. Yeah. <sighs> Lloyd, because you know he's going to average 90. What a cockhead. He's, he's probably averaging 94. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse language. Parker, 105, 110. Can he do it? Yeah, yes, you know. I doubt it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm becoming more and more. As the days tick on, I'm becoming more and more bullish about Parker, actually. I think he can go 110. Have you seen year. an article about him yet? <sighs> Have I seen it? Has there been an article? Not that I know of, because if there was, yeah. you'd probably have him in your team. If if there was, I mean, Dangerfield might be down to Parker. Dan, at Danza109, how many of the top dollar rookies is too many? Right now, I've got Cofield, Norton, Brayshaw, Brody, Stephenson, and it feels like it could be a bit of an overkill. Oh, man, I'm really overkilling. I've got three. I've got three. <laughs> Shit, none of them I'm going to go count them. Look, so, I think... I think there is no right question to this answer. You just have to pick oh, no. the, the yeah. best rookies. Are. Regardless of price, you just pick the rookies who are going to be the best rookies. i got six, and that's it. You need to trust your gut and go with the ones All that you are going to return. Um, i got seven of them. Troy Danaher. Uh, should I go into round one without danger or or pray that he's back round two? This was obviously a couple of days ago. Um, I think you go into round one with Dangerfield. Old danger. I'm going to round one with Dangerfield. Um, at FM one seven one seven DFS, uh, all rookie backline. Am I crazy or could it work? Sick of finishing top five hundred. It's time to go all the way and try something left the field. Love the show again, lads. Absolute legends. Even bombs yuck. So good having you back. Still hashtag bombs flog. We really appreciate that. Um, all rookie defense. As if none of us has even looked at this. Is there I think even you have eight? to run. You have to run Laird at least. I think Laird has to be in there. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I think I don't think there's a better option than Hibbert in a level. Wow, wow! You could probably go green. I reckon. I reckon you could run Laird <laughs> and rookies. I reckon you could do it and have a really good season. Nah, see, nah. then we're going back into the we're going back into the conversation before about how many midfielders can you pick that are actually going to be the top midfielders and yeah. uh, go five deep up forward. Gonna... Go five deep up forward. Yeah, but yeah, how can you pick five. the same? That's, that's my it's toughest same, one right now. I reckon that's the hardest one to pick. The fifth oh, so four is the hardest. I reckon the four, the top four are pretty clear to me, but it's yeah. the fifth and sixth that are pretty hard. Top four are pretty clear Wait, to me as well. You, Franklin, you couldn't go, you Heaney, go Heaney, Billings, Billings Sicily. Franklin, Green, and then pick one of your, your mids, your Dev, or your Sicily. Wow. There's no guarantee they're going to be up how there. How did everyone just miss my absolute zinger? What did you say? Don't worry about it. Take it again. I want to hear it a second time. That's going to be better. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. I don't think you could do it, but it's an interesting, <laughs> an interesting bloody theory. And if you're finishing top five hundred, like it's it's you know probably just minor trades throughout the year that are probably just screwing you up. You don't have to go and ruin your whole team. Back yeah. back what you've done in previous years if you're consistently getting top five hundred. Here's here's the next question. I mean, not the, my next point to that question is that I think Hibbard is definitely going to be top six defender. You're really gambling on that fifth spot up forward 
So I think you're pretty safe going to. Um, Dan at Dan33. Risk of drafting Ablett and Rockcliffe. That must be draft. If it is draft only, you can draft both. I picked up Ablett in like the third round. I thought it was an absolute steal. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Ablett's going to be second highest average in midfielder. If you listen to the Geelong podcast here in the year. At Sam underscore Mercado, with no solid DPP forward ruck options in 2018, like Ryder and Nank, to amend a poor scoring ruck two choice, some of us made in 2017, would it be dollars better spent by starting two premium ruckmen? This is a great question, and I actually love that he touched on last year's um, ruck situation. That was the first time that we had ever been blessed with something like that. Like, like, purely that good. And the funny thing is, is everyone looks at Supercoach like a reoccurring trend, but kind of forget two years back. It's always last year and last year's trend. I've heard a shitload of people trying to mimic this now because it worked last year. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. We're in 2018. Leave 2017 behind you. I think the best option you can go right now until we see something else is definitely with Set and Forget. Absolutely. I'm with you. And I mean, who have you got? Who have you got that can do that forward ruck split? What is there, Cox? Uh, um, yeah, Cox. That's that's Cox the only, only English. No, uh, doing Cox ruck. in English, you can you can uh, oh, you can move Cox in English spare between me, the two. Spare me. Or Archie Smith, it. if you wanted. <laughs> really, <laughs> hope Steph Martin goes down. At uh, the underscore technician BC Fife and Neil, why does it feel so wrong? Bumps. Oh, probably because it's so right. That's a great God. answer. Yeah. Brett? <laughs> um, it just looks bad on paper, but to be honest, you know what you're going to get from both of them. So, no absolutely, no, I want to pick it. No different to a couple of years ago when it was Pendlebury and Dane Swan. So, well, you know yeah. you know why it looks so wrong? Because we've all got Brayshaw and Banfield. That's yeah. why it looks so wrong. The reality mm-hmm. is, is that take Brayshaw and Banfield out of your team, and uh, that's what your team will look like going into the buys, more than likely. And uh, then all of a sudden, it ain't going to feel so wrong. Uh, at Smith Coops 1, Jake Lloyd at D3, I'll use the money to upgrade a rookie at F5. I'd play Jake Lloyd at D1, but if you want to use him at D3, I just think that's real real sort of deep down back. <laughs> it depends where you're going. To like, if you if I'm weighing up Lloyd and... Like, I like Sis, so I could use Sis to plug that hole. Or F5, that's real deep. Yeah. Nah, I don't mind the D3 then. I don't mind the D3 because it's, it's the same thing yeah. as what we were saying before. Um, I, we'll probably get some different answers here. Uh, at Aussie Dave 75, what's the meaning of life? We had a reply. Tony Zep, he said five. But uh, Bombs, meaning of life? That's probably not. The, the, the meaning of life is to actually just win the overall on Supercoach, isn't it? Or win a Supercoach Elite's ring or, or something along those lines. I mean, if I can't think of anything else that I wanted to win life, I'd, I'd consider my life a failure if I didn't do either of those. Yep. Bretta? 42. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> um, for me, it's just being blessed with people like uh, Hannon and Sicily to just uh, <laughs> absolutely keep me entertained every week. Well, I thought you were going to go real emotional there and be like, you know, blessed with a nice family. <laughs> uh, he's just like, nah, fuck it, Mitch Hannon will do me. <laughs> Hannon, Hannon is family. Yeah. Hannon is love. Hannon is life. Um, at uh, Abazi Fuat, at no virtual for half a season, Sicily, mm, strongly agree. Sicily, and the virtual does not impact Sicily, first of all. So if you're... Yeah, Sicily mm, is like Sicily trash. 
Oh, wow, he's like, still primo, I reckon. Do you know what's going to be the best? It doesn't matter if you like Sicily or not. Week one, he's guaranteed to turn up because yeah, when Trelaw yeah. just gets the ball out of the midfield and just bombs it down <laughs> back for absolutely no reason, and Sicily's just wrapping it up with intercept mark, it's probably round two onwards that we can really take Sicily's score into account. VC loophole option uh, week one, Sicily. Yeah. Okay, uh, at Andrew Birch... Forward cheapy mid prices slash pods to fill F5, F6 for worst case scenario of only two to three crappy scoring fookie, fookie, crappy scoring forward rookies being named. <sighs> There's some ugly names here. Malksham, Malksham, yeah. Josh Thomas, Dunkley, Cyril, Bundy, Bell, other. Yeah, oh, I'm not picking any of them if I'm really Repeat taking them a again? risk. Malksham, Josh Thomas, Dunkley, Cyril, Bundy, Alan Christensen, Bell, or other? Uh, if I'm picking any of them, I'll the take list, Josh Thomas. Mm. Who are you, Bonds? Sorry. I'm Josh Thomas. Oh, wow, Josh Thomas. Uh, I'm probably Bell. I'm probably but, Christensen, yeah. but Buckley does love Josh Thomas. Wow, I can't That's believe this question come. Josh Thomas is actually all right. I it's mean, he came back last year out of the year off, you know, for the the meat, you know, the doping in the meat, or you know, he said he ate a bad steak yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, because New Zealand uh, tried to sabotage us. Yeah, they've got it in from Collingwood, so really that's why I've boycotted going to New Zealand. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think Josh Thomas. Yeah, I mean, he's got good midfield minutes about him. I, he might be. He could be someone that's just gone in under our radar. I wonder what his JLT was like. Could be worth a review. We'll have to have a look at Jolie's uh, spreadsheet. Dan, get on that tomorrow. If Cox was your F, sorry, at Blackie underscore why? If Cox was your F six ruck cover, would that make it okay? No. No. I can't believe there's people looking at Cox. Did they like? Did they forget like how shit he was last year? He's good. He's good, bro. Now I am never a fan of international. Well, when I say international, I take Irish out of this equation. But I'm not a fan of any sort of international player virtually ever. Okay, we're not allowed to pick Tim Taranto ever. Where's well, he from? Ten five years, Canada. Is he really? Yeah, yep, so you can't pick list. him. I don't care. Right, off um, my list. He's I think done. he was Canadian born and then came over here, didn't he? Still well, counts. Still counts. You know, I'm talking about yeah, I'm talking about your international rookie listed. You know, your, your your rookie category B and all that sort of crap. It's where you pull your coxes from. It's where you pull your magic doors from. It's where you pull your satanta. Oh, maybe not. He's Irish, isn't he? But it's where you p- pull all these sort of players from. I just can't stand any of them. Man, I just think it's a waste of time. I don't know what club would do it. Yeah, so when Santana are health and absolutely beats up Cameron right. Clark. Clark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's jump across to our Facebook questions. Our first one, Josh Fun Loving Hines. What a great name. Thoughts on Mitch Duncan and Darcy Parrish? Well, Parrish was one I liked early until he was injured, but I still wasn't picking. And Mitch Duncan, nah, pass. Pass and pass. Yeah, I'll pass and pass as well. <laughs> wow. Will McNeil, what really happened between Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys? And who really pulled the trigger on JFK? I actually think Breda did. I don't no, know. It was the guy at the train tracks. It was the guy at the train tracks. There was two shooters. He ran behind the fence. Trust, hundred percent. There's a nice train tracks. They just run across him, and he's in the clear. And no one will ever see him. But there was two shooters. Smart, Brett. Smart. Harvey um, Oswald was involved. My answer was forty-two. James Gomez, Buddy Franklin, or Heaney. Heaney. 
Heaney. Buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just purely from early scores. And I think he's going to be super consistent throughout the year. Uh, Mitchell Fuller, Paddy McCartan, solid preseason and JLT. No Nick Rewalt, possibly F5 or Cyril, depending on club match and fitness. I'm passing on both. Yeah, no thanks. Um, I'll pass. I was, I was shocked when our boy Shane drafted him in draft league. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was a bit odd. That was purely off that JLT game. Uh, Abel <laughs> Grant, Yo in defence or Rocky in the mid? What was it? Yo. Rocky in the mid or Yo in... You know, Rocky. Yo, easy. Oh, Yo's, uh, Yo's chance to be top six. Rocky gets hurt. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm Yo as well. And it's purely because I think Yo's chance of being top six is a lot higher than I think uh, Rocky's chance. Oh, man. Nah, I, I sell Tom Rockliffe short every single year except last year when he killed me. Yeah, if Tom to... Rockliffe's not going to get injured, he's, he's he's a gem there. Biggest if ever. Yeah. Well, it's Yo, not my thing. Yo, it's almost a guarantee. <laughs> if, if Tom it's Rockliffe a... isn't going to get injured, he's injured already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, it's only a yo. Yeah. Uh, Dom, oh man, some people have some tough last names for little Aussie boy over here. Tesorario. <laughs> uh, Mundy, question mark, Keen, question mark. Pass for me. Bombs? No. No. Paul Beaumont, Rayner and Stephenson forward. I've got both, and I'm starting the season with both. Both of them, if I'm picking one. Oh, I have Breda, but Rayner's nice. Sorry, I'm glad you haven't seen the next comment, because Owen Hinton would probably be banned off the page if Brett had seen this. Who else oh, hates right. Collingwood? Question mark. So, oh, yeah. Wait, did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> crushed yeah. but his soul has literally just crushed uh, Jamie question. Hall how much would would Woodchuck Chuck if Woodchuck would Chuck Wood can these people tweet in super coach questions I don't know in all seriousness <laughs> uh, Ryan Hibbard Laird Hibbard and then Bonner Norton Finlayson and Murray in defence yeah I, I, I don't mind that I actually like Riley Bonner yeah I probably don't have the gajones to do it but if you do then I don't, I don't mind it either Agreed. I'm still recovering. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Bombs, uh, Rodney T. Thoughts on Marley Williams at D3 or D4? I don't pick anyone who plays for North Melbourne. No, thanks. <laughs> unless, yeah, they're, the... unless they're a rookie or Todd Goldstein. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Neither for Pickett. He was a sure thing to break out. I don't think that was a question. Um, oh, well, no, yeah. Who can we replace for Pickett? I don't even know what Pickett was worth. He's a Ford. Yeah, I don't know what he's worth, though. Pickett would be worth gee, 200 and something, I'd imagine. Gee, he wouldn't be worth much. Well, it was Britta's boy. What did he last year? Yeah, 254. 254. So what are you going to replace him in your forward line with? You're going to replace him with, you know, your Rain or your Stephenson or you go a little bit more expensive. Maybe you want Bundy or Bell or yeah. um, any of those names. I mean, any of those names you threw out before. I'd um, rather go yeah. right down. Um, Jack Woolley, my forward line is two primos with Devons and Sicily behind it. Is Bell with a rookie too much mid-price madness? Or instead yes. of Sicily and Bell, have Barlow and a rookie be better? Barlow scares the shit out of me right now. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be going Barlow. I'd be going all up. the way up. Yeah, I'd go on up, up. Keep going up. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the option I would go. I'd rather have that safe up, up. Uh, Michael Kaliminios, who's one of our biggest fans floating around at the moment, so appreciate that, Michael. Uh, no fantasy relevance, but it's going to be a long week till round one. Good luck, all. 
I thought that well. was a, I thought that was going to be a nicer comment towards us, but cheers. Um, Jesse Everlastingham, interesting to know your buy structures. I can't believe we didn't even talk about this. Bombs buy structure. Well, I've got a. Um, how do you do it? Do you, you got to sort it? I don't because does that function available yet? The buy structure. You know how you can do your team. Have buy. you planned for buys at all? No, I you haven't. Have and and clearly. Yeah, never. Yeah, and well, then, like, like I said, I just go into it and I'll just deal with it when I get there. I use most of my trades through the buys um, and have a look at kind of those teams that are early and kind of back end out of that. Look, um, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him an idea of what my team's like at the moment, though. So um, in round 12, I have two premium defenders. Uh, this is plain. Two premium defenders, three premium midfielders, four premium forwards. I'm not going to really count, um, you know, the, the rookies at the moment. In round 13, I've got one premium defender, five premium midfielders, one premium ruck, two uh, and three premium forwards. And in round 14, I've got one premium defender, two premium mids, two premium rucks, and one premium forward. I don't know if that helps you whatsoever. That's what I've got currently. Yeah. Okay, love it. Brett, anything to add to that? <laughs> I don't, I don't look at it until about five, six weeks out. Yeah. I look at the premiums I want to bring in in the th- second and third bye week, and I try and get three of them in by the, I'm by the, the end I'm the same. Of it. I'm the same. But I do want them. I do want them to be primos. I don't just want to bring them in for the sake of it. I'd rather. And it all comes down to if you're playing for league, it kind of comes down to that too. Who are you playing? What do they got? Check your opponent's team out. The more study you do on your opponent's team, the better you'll be. Well, every club has an appointed opposition analysis, don't they? I mean, look at Frio. They're just, just, just a better sign up James Hurd in that role. So maybe you've got to get yourself a little bit of a, a Hurd type assistant coach for your team and just start stalking everyone else in the league. Yep. That's uh, always the way to do it. Uh, this is a good question. This is someone that definitely listens to the podcast. Uh, Roy uh, Hudson, if we are not starting with Danger, do we need to start with Buddy? Because... We need to have Buddy by round seven, and it would be hard bringing both in. And this is obviously pre-Dangerfield news. Um, I don't think you have to. I really don't think you have to. But if you're ba- if you think Buddy's going to be that valuable, then I'd definitely be starting him. Bonds. Yeah. Man, I like Buddy. I like Buddy, particularly in those round 7 to 11. Sydney's first 11 are just generally very, very good. So I think if you're going to buy Buddy, you need to have him from the outset and not worry about upgrading to him later because um, I think his back end is probably going to be a little bit poorer than his front end. So I like it. I like it. Done. Uh, our man, Abel Grant, again. And, man, this is creepy. Thoughts on Darcy McPherson at F5. Before we do this, I forgot to tell you guys, about a week and a half ago, I had a dream that Darcy McPherson scored 114 round one. <laughs> <laughs> last night, last night, really weird dream, but Bontempalli was in my team. I was super happy with it, and something happened. I'm not sure we scored something, or something happened from there that made me even happier with Bontempalli. Um, and, and all that was was me looking at Bontempalli's name, like, light up in my team on my phone. So... You want to think in the last 24 hours if I haven't gone absolutely insane thinking that I'm picking Bonton <laughs> Pally, there's one for you. Thoughts is Darcy McPherson at F5, Bonfer. Well, well, my thoughts are that you probably a little, need a little bit of Sigmund Freud. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, no, Darcy McPherson at F5. Look, look stable, Abel. I'm going to have to say no to that one. Sorry, mate. Bretta. 
Yeah, a little bit too expensive. Two hundred and fifty seven K. Can't justify doing that. Something we gotta do something. If this guy scores hundred and fourteen round one <laughs> something's got to give. I quit the page. If he does, you can start reading my palms. How's that? Yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's a pass for me, but just keep in mind, Abel, that he's probably scoring 114 round one, so... <laughs> <laughs> Done. Um, sure 114 total points for the year? Yeah, it could be. That'd be pretty freaky if that happened. I'll probably just start him now. Uh, Nelson Moody, what are your opinions on leftover salary cap? Should we go out and spend the full amount? Should we keep 20 to 60k for a mini disaster in the first few weeks? Or 60k plus in case of a full disaster. Uh, also, does this change if you take danger or not? Since you will not need as much cash as possible to bring him in. Well, I think now this again danger fields in. So, I, I, well, I think he's starting round one, so it's yeah. kind of irrelevant there. You have as much cash as your team needs that you like to look at. Just because the money's there doesn't mean you have to spend it. That's yeah, right. don't spend it just because it's there. Yeah. Just to get, yeah, just pick the team you really, really like, the best team you can, and whatever money left over, just leave it. If it's 50k, just leave it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Gary Real, Will Brody versus Brayshaw in the mids. Brayshaw every day of the week, but I love Will Brody. What if our Cam O'Shea is named for Carlton, boys? That's I, I pick O'Shea if he's named. Yeah. And I like both. Yeah, I pick O'Shea if he's named, and I'm running both as well. Um, last one, again, Gary Neal, again. What odds Cruiser can play a whole season without hurting his ankle? Well, as good as odds, I reckon, as anyone else out there, to be why, why are people concerned about rolling, you know, rolling ankle? I mean, I rolled my ankle the other week. And, you know, what will probably happen again in my lifetime. And I know I'm not an AFL-listed football player, but, I mean, anyone can just roll their ankle, can't they? I've rolled I mean, my ankle, like, six times in the oh, space. Oh, you can't even happens. talk about the injuries that you've done. It's it's yeah. better. It's more of a surprise when you're healthy than when you're not injured. So. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny though when you know someone sees rolled ankle, he's going to roll his ankle again. It's not a reoccurring injury. It's it's not a hamstring, it's not a soft tissue injury. It's just a really sure unfortunate is. thing. Oh, I suffer from severe case of rolling my ankle. <laughs> I think Cruz will be fine. I yeah. think he's absolutely going to dominate. I think Cruz is fine to play. Yeah. yeah. Well, boys, chance to roll his ankle early on. <laughs> we're back into round one. The, round one is coming. And we can't talk trades for the week, so we can't all laugh at me like we did all year last year. Um, I can't wait to get pissed on Friday night and just make some ridiculous <laughs> trade. Actually, I'm actually so excited for it. Um, I'll probably bring me Cannon in, to be honest. But captains, it's back. We're going to get into routine. It's going to be, you know, the routine podcast. Preseason's over. Bonfer balled his eyes out today because he reckons he's not enough time in a preseason. It actually is not. <laughs> no, factually uh, correct. Vice captain and captain, enough. please, Bonfer. Oh, jeez, you're going with me for vice captain and captain? Well, who's playing when? What Dusty, are we Dusty into well, Dusty Martin, Don't worry about it. Dusty Martin likes the blues, doesn't he? Um, look, just because of the, I guess, the talk around dangers, um, I don't know if I'm a big fan of dangers in week one. Um, so I, I think I'm probably just going to go real kind of safe, and I'll probably just end up going fifth into um, into dangers, to be honest. And I'm probably taking anything that's kind of 120 or above, I think. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to go Dusty. Again, I really like Cruiser against Nate for some reason. Um, but I'll go, I'll most likely go Dusty. I might even go Titch as vice-captain against Collingwood as well. Well, that's the other one that I was kind of looking at, but do you think Buckley's going to maybe just 
do things a little I bit I don't think Collingwood not, have no. any chance of stopping that guy. We Ooh. beat him last year in the round, what is it, like round five, like six goals. Titch had 50 possessions. If, uh, gamble responsibly, if there's a market for most touches this weekend, I'm probably having a look at that from Tom Mitchell again. The the Thanks, only sorry, other one that I kind of like, and look, I'm a big fan of stories in football. Okay, oh, things that just, things are just just like feel good stories. Now Dane Beams has gone through a little bit of a tough time, yeah, um, you know, over the preseason, and that's why he didn't play any of the JLT games because of you know the, the family stuff that's gone on. Um, and I just think you know coming out uh, in round one, St Kilda, I think it's a favourable opponent for him um, as well. So he scored. Two tons. The last two times he's played them with 140 odd in one of them as well. Um, he could be a sneaky VC option. He could be a one. sneaky VC option for the four percent of people who own him, Bonfa. Well, potentially. <laughs> potentially. Absolutely. Josh Kelly Bulldogs. Yeah, I don't mind that either. But that's a captain option. If you're scared of Dangerfield, I don't mind going into Josh Kelly or into Tom Mitchell. However you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, when's Mitchell's game? Is that is that like the Sunday. last game? Saturday? Uh, Saturday, no, night, Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. Sorry, to teach you Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah, so five, look, five into Mitchell is, is pretty. You want to be real ballsy? Someone into Lance Franklin to kick twenty four goals on the crow uh, on the like, Eagles. It's, it's, it's not Wiggles, within. Yeah, but I mean, going see that game is perfect, buddy. VC type action. That yep. it'd be a little bit going C on Buddy in any sort of game. Buddy's a VC type option, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else to add? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. one thing I have to touch on. Thanks to our favourite betting partners at Ladbrokes. Keep an eye out. Be on Twitter on Thursday night. We'll be running a $50 bonus bet competition on uh, Dustin Martin's score. Uh, guessing Dustin Martin's score. And Saturday night, check out Facebook because we will be running the Tom Mitchell score against the Pies as well for a $50 bonus bet as well. Closest to pin, first in gets it. So that's it. Make sure before you even do anything Supercoach related, you jump across to the guys at exoticlimo.com.au, jump on their Facebook page and enter the free tipping competition that they're running. Definitely. That's that's you'd be an idiot not to. If you don't if you think you're gonna fall out of doing your tips for the start like for the whole year, just do them all at the start. And at least that way you still got a chance for a limo ride at the end of the season. Um, as always, please leave us any feedback on our iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, on our posts when we post them up for uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, and on behalf of the boys and myself, good luck in round one. Fire your questions away. Uh, peace out, community. Thanks for listening. <laughs>